Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Welcome to the Man Up and Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Ask your doctor if this information is right for you. Here are our four people. You know, there's myself, Roman, Dimitri, Peter, and Victor, who's hey actually joining us this time. Isn't that awesome? Well, yep. we decided that we're going to do a part two for 9-11. Now, the part two reason was because Victor wasn't here. <laughs> no, actually, we wanted to show you guys some of the uh, some of the actual evidence that we feel is necessary. So yeah. we, we kind of projected our idea of what we thought and what we saw. Um, now we're going to um, basically lay it out. Yeah, dig a are. little deeper. Yeah. Victor, Victor had something very important uh, going on. It's called it's sleeping. Extremely. Not, not sleeping, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a birthday party. I was playing chef, as, as Peter said. <laughs> Chefing it up. So I actually I listened to the I listened to the podcast at least the most of it I didn't get through all of it because I was literally milking a goat while listening to it and like subjecting that's, that's my a goat. real man right there I was I was ma- I was manning up and uh, my goat was like what on earth are you listening to and you know <laughs> she gave me a lot of milk though so um, I'm, I'm listening must have liked her podcast she liked that's it right. she thought it was exceptional. So 9-11 is very near and dear to my heart, and the reason it is is because it's the first conspiracy that really sucked me in, a quote-unquote conspiracy, right? And I think for a lot of people, it is the turning point where they realize they no longer trust the government. And that is why I think it's actually a really important topic, and that's why um, over the years— you know, me and my dad have gone over it, you know, time and time again. Just like just like we did or you guys did on the podcast last time, it was just, you know, talking about what what do we think happened? Why did it happen? You know, um, who is behind it? I mean, all of those are questions that are nearly impossible to answer. However, one of the things that I don't believe is impossible to answer is was it actually a uh, a demolition? So that that's one of the things where um, we have uh, a lot of a lot of evidence that piles up that says basically two planes smashing into you know some of the world's strongest skyscrapers does not equal two buildings falling straight into the ground. And um, I'm actually going to switch over, Roma. I, I don't know. If I, did you stop presenting? I didn't. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I um I stopped presenting, so you should be able to okay, take over cool. now. So, so I'm going to take back over. So uh, let's see your entire window. So uh, there's two main <clears throat> kind of uh, sources that I've found over the years that have really uh, encouraged me in this sort of thing uh, and kind of digging deeper. One of the things is uh, this, this um, journal, and it's Europhysics.org, or Europhysicsnews.org. And they're one of the most respected physics um, journals in Europe. And they did an entire study. Um, it's not a super long study. This is a seven-page study. The other study that I have is by the University of Alaska. And it's a 125-page study. It's a four-year study that they did uh, specifically on World Trade Center Tower t- 7. Um, and these, if you actually read through these um, studies, one of the things that you're going to find is the unequivocal co- conclusion that they come to is that this could not have resulted, number one, in a fire causing the collapse of World Trade Center 7, and number two, that planes smashing into the Twin Towers could not have brought them down physically. Um, it's just, it's absolutely impossible. And, and that's one of the most interesting things about this. Now, Roma, when, when I was talking, when I was listening to what you were saying, it just, it sounded so much like where I came from, you know, um, Honestly, in about two, at about two thousand seven, um, yep. I just kind of. Yeah, Roman. That's yeah. what. That's that. That's when Victor used to be ignorant. Shut up. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I, I grew out of my pupil. My and pupil. now, now that he's done his, now that he's done his research, listen to Victor now. <laughs> 
Well, hey, at least I'm not handing you a YouTube video, all right? At least I'm not handing you a YouTube video. You know, these, these people that are like, here, watch this, bro. You'll get, you'll, you'll learn the secrets to the universe if you watch this. Hey, it's man, that's what I do. I'm like done debating on Facebook. Anybody writes something, I just send them it's a like, video and that's bro, it. I don't even respond. Smoke this. <laughs> um, so... It's very interesting when you start studying this stuff. And the, the first time I ever heard about um, any 9-11 conspiracy was in regards to a movie that I don't think is even maybe associated with it. I'm not 100% sure because I never even watched it. But it's called Fahrenheit 9-11. And it's that fat, uh, liberal um, documentary maker. I don't even know his name, to be honest. But I'm pretty sure he did a documentary on 9-11. And... Um, I remember wondering what they were talking about. I was like, what, what are they talking some, some sort of inside job? And I actually, since he's a liberal, I discounted it really quickly initially. And um, just because, you know, it's a liberal. But when I started to um, dig in further, you know, actually my dad did and started kind of spoon-feeding me this stuff. Like, hey, look at this, you know. Um, there's all these um, engineers and architects that are gathering together and basically saying, hey, this isn't just two planes crashing into the building. Hey, Victor, you go ahead. Uh, put the mic a little closer to your face again. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. So sorry about that. My voice Don't is just... be milking your goat while you're doing this. I'm, I'm over here milking the goat, bro. <laughs> we hear you squeezing the milk. It's squeezing so hard. All right. <laughs> so, so one of the like, most... I'm yeah. listening. It's like it said, it's slowly, slowly, slowly fading away. <laughs> So one of the most interesting things about, you know, the Twin Towers is, you know, we, we know that two planes smashed into them. You know, there are some really, really crazy out there theories of, like, planes were a hologram and stuff like that. You mm -hmm. know? And I, I just think that stuff's in, it's asinine. It's, it's as insane as, you know, the flat earth theory. Um, yep. Obviously, yep. we've got planes flying into buildings. People were there. They, they saw them. There were serious explosions. Um, that's just, there's no, there's no other term for it. It's absolutely retarded. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things is when you start to look into the history of planes hitting buildings, um, a plane, did you know a plane actually struck, um, the Empire State Building? It was a B-25 bomber, uh, during the construction of the building while it was still being erected and struck it straight I did on not know that. and it did not it did almost nothing to it which is really interesting um and the person that designed actually it's very interesting in this article i don't know if i'll be able to find it quickly i should have uh, um, highlighted it but the person that designed the building um right here his name was john skilling he actually uh, he, he was the head structural engineer of the twin towers and one of the things that he said that's really interesting is our analysis indicated the biggest problem would be the fact that all the fuel from the airplane would dump into the building. So he's talking about how he engineered it to withstand the impact. I can't remember if it was a 777 or a 747. But they designed these buildings specifically to withstand the impact of these planes. And he said, oh, wow. basically, our analysis indicated the biggest problem in their, when they were designing would be the fact that all the fuel from the airplane would dump into the building. There would be a horrendous fire. This is a direct quote of him, by the way. A lot of people would be killed, he said. The building structure would still be there. Skilling went on to say that he didn't think a single 200-pound um, car bomb would top, topple or do major structural damage to either of the Twin Towers. However, he added, I'm not saying that properly applied explosives, shaped explosives of that magnitude, could not do a tremendous amount of damage. I would imagine that if you took a top expert in that type of work and gave him the assignment of bringing down these buildings, down with explosives, I would bet that he could do it. That was in 1993 he said that, okay? Which is very interesting. And I believe, I don't remember if that was, I think that, mu that must have been right, either right before or right after the, uh, the car bomb. Because, you know, Osama, supposedly Osama bin Laden originally attempted to bring down the Twin Towers uh, in the early 1990s. I can't remember the yeah, so they So they were prepping for the 2001. <laughs> Essentially, is, is what it sounds like. I mean, that's what's really interesting. I mean, he says specifically that he, these buildings were designed... Well, no, and I don't think they were necessarily prepping those buildings. In general, yeah. skyscrapers are designed to withstand the impact of an aircraft. So yeah, yeah. What's, what's really interesting is as, as, you, as you do further research... Um, 
or as you read through this research paper further, um, specifically in regards to World Trade Center Tower 7, right? That that uh, building, I believe, is 42 stories, um, something like that. Yeah. It, yeah, even even sorry, sorry to cut yeah, you off, but yeah, that's right. like for example, even I, I know one. I mean, one of the main things that they consider for these buildings is actually possibility that an airplane could collide into it. That's why yep. they have those towers with the blinking light. Yep. On these very tall buildings, notifying basically <laughs> uh, jets or airplanes. That's like, hey, there's a tall building here. Don't, um, don't hit us. <laughs> So, 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 yeah, don't hit us, don't hit us, but I, but I, they were building these buildings with, you know, with that thought in mind that they, they could be hit. Yep. And also they plan for a certain level of seismic, uh, well, yep. basically earthquakes, right? Yeah, size, I mean, because, like, for example, I have clients who are, um, who, who work on these skyscrapers, yep. you know, they're usually tested for six or seven, you know, levels you know, a level seven earthquake, which is yep. really strong. Yep. Um, no, and I and that's one of the reasons why I was very skeptical is because of the fact that, you know, I get where people are coming from when they say it's a controlled demolition, right? Yeah. And you know, looking at these papers, it it makes it makes a lot of sense because again, I mean, anytime you design a tower, you design them technically to be, uh, you know, strong enough to withstand certain things. Uh, my my only my only pause is the, is the fact that these towers were put into place quite a while ago, right? I mean, yeah. they were built in the early 1900s, um, the the original twin towers, um, and well, no, they, the twin towers were actually built in the 80s. Hold on, let me look up the exact date. Hold on, let's just just to make sure that we're on. We're, okay, we're getting the facts. Well, yeah, yeah, no, and I'm and I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's part of manning up. Is yeah. if you are wrong and something we want to admitting when you're wrong yeah and it's, i honestly directing, don't remember I, 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 I don't know uh the actual construction we, date facts over ego no the original world trade centers we don't want to spread any heresies here okay so yep. 68 uh construction okay. of the world trade centers tower or north tower began in august 1968 and okay. the south tower in 1969 so yeah a little okay. bit earlier than i thought so so past the yeah. half of 1900s okay yeah. my, my bad so it's 1968 which I mean, I guess by then they would have already had a lot more technology base that would make it a lot more um, safe. I, you know, yeah. I presume. But I mean, let's you know, let's compare it to like back then and to what it is right now. For example, the the towers that are coming up right now they tend to be made well better than they did in the 1960s, right, or 1970s. Yeah. Um, but but that's that was my only pause. Is I remember reading an article that said that the twin towers were being made in 1912. So yeah. so my my yeah. no, thought no, no, process I, was I, if, if it was in 1912, I was like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, they're probably steel beams, and you know, yeah. you know, there's a possibility that someone wasn't accounting for something and it came down. You know, the fact that it was made later in 1970 yeah. um you know i mean the towers were not that old and it's it becomes a little more believable yeah, so, yeah. One of the interesting but see the thing is even even if you give them the two the twin towers you know yep. it still doesn't yep. stop the fact that building seven you yeah know, <laughs> building seven just went down it's literally it's like... a free fall oh yeah put it side by side by controlled demolition yep. side by side they yep. fall exact same speed. Yeah, let's just play this really quick right so within seven seconds, I think it came down. Yeah, and watch this. So you can see it falling inwards. Seconds. You see those pieces falling inwards, and then yep. here it goes, right? Boom. And it just goes. Yeah, Did you just... like a controlled demolition, yeah. 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 And, and, and that's what's so, so amazing. Because, see, one of the things that we do at my business is we film. We actually film controlled demolitions for demolition experts. Yeah. And they all look like that. I, I, I've I've been to to demolitions and they all look like that. It's it's crazy, and w yep. so one of the most interesting things are these um, these squibs. So something that they've noticed between twenty and thirty floors below the actual collapse, mm -hmm. you have what are called high um, high energy squibs, and mm. they're essentially smoke um, ejections or or um, debris ejections that people would assume, oh, well, that's just, you know, debris from the building. Well, again, this is almost 30 floors below the actual collapse. And yep. one of the interesting things is that, that you see it um, 
along the, the, the Twin Towers themselves were actually three buildings built on top of each other. So they were built in three stages. And you okay. see them, all, and actually you can see one of the seams right here. In, you see yep. that seam right there? That's, a, that's one of the structural seams between the buildings, and you saw more squibs around those areas in particular. And so what it looks like, is, and those were more reinforced. So it looks like they actually had to put more explosives, and this is what I believe, this is me spouting what I, I, what I think happened, is right. I think that they uh, used what's called nanothermite, and that's one of the things that they point to in this article, is um, um, unreacted nanothermitic material has since been discovered in multiple independent World Trade Center dust samples. So basically they took dust samples after this, after the fact, and they looked for uh, nanothermite, which is a material that the U.S. military uses. It's very interesting. Not very many militaries. I mean, militaries in general use it. I'm not going to just say the U.S. military is the only one. There, but it is a military technology, and uh, they they detected that in dust samples collected after the collapse. And one of the most interesting things too is uh, maybe you've heard this uh, Roma as well. Um, after the attacks, they took all of the steel, all of the debris from the, the two major Twin Towers, and I think World, uh, World Trade Center 7 as well, and they shipped it overseas. I don't know where yeah. they put it, but they... To China. Yeah, they took it to China, I believe. And China. Basically just, yeah, to China. They took it to China <laughs> to get rid of it. They, they hid all of this stuff, yeah. and so there's no way to test it now. Yeah. You know, they, if, they if just that, eliminated if accent, it. If that accent that Victor, does it offends anybody... Good. Good. We don't care. Get, exactly. Get over. Get over. They took it to China. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's incredible the uh, the the level of it looking like a cover up. It let's just yep. giving them the benefit of the doubt is just it becomes astronomical. And another thing that they point to, which is really fascinating, is molten metal pouring from the buildings. So in many of the different videos. You can actually see molten metal and see what nanothermite does is when you set it off, it's not necessarily an explosion. You can have explosions with it, but more yeah. than anything, it's it's reacting at insane temperatures, I believe between four and 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And what it does is it acts as a method of just with using heat to almost instantaneously shear through steel. And what you get from that is it just melts that metal. And it, it, in and of itself, that reaction actually utilizes metal to cause the reaction. It's one of the catalysts. And so what you get is liquid metal from that. And so yep. it's very fascinating. That causes an implosion because of the fact that it just can't sustain its weight. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Right? They, they just cut the main support beams. That's that's what they yeah. do in any demolition and, in general. And did you see the interviews? There's like interviews with the first responders. Oh yeah, right here on site that yep. testify to seeing that. You know. Oh yeah, right right here. Uh, I think they talk about it above. Where's it at? I mentioned that yesterday, Victor, yeah. or not the, yesterday, but when we did our first uh, talk. Yeah, 9-11, yep. Yeah, when we did our first talk, basically that uh, I saw videos and pictures before of diagonally cut beams. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, but, it, but, but, I, but I don't haven't seen those, you know, those videos, those pictures since like pretty much the first year or first, you know, oh, first yeah. few years where, of that yeah. happening. And, yeah, now, and a lot of the interviews are gone as well. They're not on YouTube. They're not on fascist book yeah. and this is why it's so important is because it, this is a it, it, it's it's i don't know if i'm using this term correctly but it's like a it's a watershed event it, it changes society because either you believe the master narrative they're telling you right the master narrative of oh government good government here to protect you from bad sand man in desert you know and that's right, basically yeah. the narrative that they told us is oh you know there are these 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 Muslims in the Middle East, and we gotta kill them all. And don't get me wrong, obviously Dimitri knows how I feel about Islam. It's obviously disgusting, horrible religion. However, yes. yeah, the 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 level of vitriol and hatred that Muslims or just Arabs in general had for the United yeah. States wasn't near what it is now. You know what I mean? Now yeah. because of multiple wars in the Middle East, just the United States constantly being there. You have yep. the absolute hatred of the Arab nations against the United States for the for the large part. You know, not all Arabs, yeah. of course. There's always exceptions that prove the rule. Right. And I have a yeah. lot of Arab friends actually from college. I actually studied Arabic in college. Um, yeah. But 
in general, when you, when you talk to them about, you know, how do people feel about America and the Middle East, in general, mu- Muslims and Arabs in general do not like the United States at all. Uh, but yeah. one of the things that this leads us to, and that, so it's very interesting, is if 9-11 is truly called into question and we start really looking at this stuff, and again, another one that, man, if you have time, Roma, you should go through this one and read it because it is a 125 pages of them studying Building 7 and all of the lies NIST told, which is, um, what is that, National Institute for, what does that stand for? I hate that freaking acronym. Hey, uh, while you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to distract T- you. Talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've heard from somebody, I didn't read the report, but basically uh, to prove that it's very possible for the Twin Towers to collapse by, you know, from a collision of an airplane, um, it, they had they had they put together a report by a thousand qualified uh, what's it called architects mm-hmm. who basically said like yeah it definitely can happen you know like a thousand and a thousand basically architects yeah. or builders or whatever and they put together a report proving or confirming that it's definitely possible that they can collapse. And, and it's by government. I, 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 I never, I never looked into. I never looked into. So, and obviously, we. I obviously I'm, uh, you know, I'm very skeptical of the government. I mean, we came yeah. from a corrupt government in the Soviet Russia, where uh, the government spread lies to the people that Christians were, you know, uh, barbarians and they would we ate our children and sacrifice them and we would like do like really wicked things, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, all you have to do is look at the exalted Dr. Fauci. Peace yeah. be about, upon him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, there's over a thousand five hundred, I think. What is it called? Architects. Well, yeah. Engineers. Actually, uh, that's exactly what I was going to show you next. Is is yeah. NIST? This is the pro. This is what that one you're talking about, Dimitri. NIST, National Institute of Standards and Technology. Right. The government yeah. put this group in charge of essentially proving okay they didn't start with the hypothesis of they, yeah. they didn't start with the question right they didn't start with the yeah. question of what caused the collapse yeah. they yeah. started with the premise with specifically yeah. in regards to world trade center seven a fire yeah. caused this to collapse now let's prove it right yep, yeah exactly and yeah. so what's just so, like evolution evolution's a fact now let's prove it exactly so what's really interesting is th- this yep. this um article that i was showing you basically uh specifically attacks what they were saying because and it shows the mathematical mistakes that they make so there were two specific uh scientists that were in charge of doing this where um let me see if i can find it yeah professor zednik or zdenik maybe you guys can help me pronounce that zdenik bazant uh is that correct (laughs) Zdenek Bizant. He must be uh, Lithuanian, right? I have no idea. That's not something I can pronounce. Just maybe maybe the... I'll pass it on to Dimitri. <laughs> Just add the Borat accent to it and you'll get it. Zdenek Bizant and his graduate student, Young Zo. Zdenek. Zdenek Butlut. Exactly. That was published. So basically, what they did, according to NIST, they, they obeyed NIST, and I'll read it to you verbatim. Uh, they say that the, this uh, professor addressed the question of why a total collapse occurred as if that question were, were naturally outside the scope of its own investigation. So they didn't want to investigate it themselves. They you know, uh-huh. had this guy do it. In their paper, Bazant and Joel claimed that there would have been a powerful jolt which caused the falling upper section impact uh, impacted the lower section, causing an amplified load sufficient to initiate buckling in the columns. Okay, sounds plausible, right? Right. They also claimed that the gravitational energy would have been eight four times eight point four times the energy dissipation capacity of the columns during buckling. Okay, the energy dissipation capacity, right? So, tau- these columns in these towers, like you were mentioning, Roma earlier, are designed mm-hmm. to withstand shear force and gravitational load. Right? They're two big things. And yep. what's interesting is they're overbuilt. Okay, so these pillars are built such that the constant gravitational load is only 0.2 or point, oh, I'm sorry, like 20% or 30% of the, 
of their actual, you know, uh, strength-bearing capacity, essentially, or right. load-bearing capacity is actually taken up by gravity. And so what this guy is saying is, oh, well, you know, this jolt of this top section collapsing um, would have been powerful enough to overwhelm that other 80% or 66% of uh, the energy capacity that these beams have. So what's interesting is what they do. In the years since, researchers have measured the descent of World Trade Center 1's upper section <laughs> and found that it never decelerated, okay, because if it did have a jolt, right, when it first collapsed, yep. there yep. would be a deceleration. You would have a... Yeah, it, you'd have, it would slow yep. down for a second. You would see it stop. Yep. It would start to drop, and then it would be boom, it would stop. Research right, and that's what yeah. I thought was happening, was it would yeah. go down, yep. and then that's when things underneath would collapse and that's when you have the rest of it collapse exactly the problem is in the video there's no deceleration there's no stop there's no jolt it just falls it's a clean fall exactly it was a free free fall like, exactly no so, so, so look what these guys say researchers have also criticized Bazant's use of free fall acceleration through the first story of the collapse so basically he's saying the first story oh boom it's hitting free fall uh moment or free fall rate which is not true um, um, after free falling for one story, the measurements show that a, a 6.1 meter per second velocity instead of an 8.5 meter per second velocity, that would be the result of a free fall. This difference in velocity effectively doubles the kinetic energy. So basically, because he used a greater uh, speed, it doubles the kinetic energy that he, you know, he's, he's able to double the energy, whereas realistically it should have only been 6.1 meters a second for one fall, or for one story fall. Um, it says, because it is a function of the square of the velocity, in addition, researchers have demonstrated that the 58 times 10 to the 6 kilogram mass Bazant used for the upper section's mass was the maximum design load, not the actual 33 times 10 to the 6 kilogram service load. So together, these two errors embellish the kinetic energy of the falling mass by 3.4 times. So basically, those two mathematical errors allowed him to make the uh, kinetic energy of the falling mass 340% greater than it actually was mathematically. And this is the guy that NIST is trusting to, to tell the world, like, oh, this is why... This is why this building collapsed like this. Well, they disproved him twice. I and mean, I'm not going to bore you with all of it. You can, you know, easily read it. It's free at europhysicsnews.org. But yep. they they disproved him twice. They rehired him basically to to go over it again and he still used crappy mathematics. And yep. it's been it's been demonstrated over and over and over again that this guy basically was was, you know, fudging the numbers. And he was yep. able to lie on paper. Again, there's what do they say? There's lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? And yep. that's basically what this guy did. And these independent studies, and again, they're, they're I, I hesitate to say independent. This one is fairly independent because it's from um, it's from a uh, a private university at least. Um, yeah. But the. The universities, at least there's multiple seemingly, in, um, you know, independent views of the, what's going on. And the conclusion of these independent views are there's no way this could have happened. Then, you know, based on how it's designed, it's physically impossible. And at first, like like, like I said, Roma, I thought the same way. Like, that, impossible? No, it can't be impossible. They're freaking planes hitting it, you know, at 450 miles an hour. I mean, right. you know, you look at that and you go... That has to be possible to some. I, I saw I saw you know? a um, a picture uh, today. Yeah. I think or on Facebook somewhere. There's like an air couple airplanes where their front end, front part of them is completely destroyed, <laughs> and it's because it hit a goose or something. Exactly. <laughs> They're not the most sturdy structures. Exactly. It's like okay, I they think, hit a I bird. I think they are. I think they are purposely built out of you know pretty light material, you yeah. know, to help. So they can go off the air, yeah, hop so into the air. Exactly. So they can fly easier because, you know, we've got all the people. Probably, people are probably the heaviest part of the airplane. Pretty much. So <laughs> That's what caused the collapse, the people is, inside yeah, the plane. Is the people. They, they, people hit the beams pretty hard. No, right. it's very, this is very sad. Yeah, this is very we, wanted, sad yeah. we, we wanted to make sure <laughs> that um, we, we make this clear because one of our one of our listeners, my wife, yeah. uh, she, she said that since we – laughed so much in our first one yeah which is like it's almost like we made light of what happened 
You know, I said, I said, we just didn't put too much emphasis on actual the actual people dying. So yeah, just right, sure. yeah exactly. We, we are we are extremely saddened for what happened. I mean, this is a huge, huge tragedy. Close you know? to three thousand people died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, like yeah. just just like over three thousand babies being aborted each day. Yeah, but um, yeah. basically, it's a, extremely sad. But you know, we are concentrating more on the you know structure itself and what exactly happened. You know. Obviously, the death of people is never funny, and it's completely sad, and it shouldn't have happened. Unless it's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yes, it's a yes. pedophile. Those, those <laughs> yeah, except for if it's a pedophile. Exactly. No, I mean, well, and I mean, that's why I had mentioned in the last podcast is that, you know, when I was a kid, I just was like, oh, wow, that's so cool, you know, tower's going down. When I got older, I'm like, crap, that's a lot of people that died, and not just the people inside the towers, because that's sad in itself. It's also the people that were trying to save other people, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because within the vicinity, I mean, all of that dust gets into your lungs, into your your brain, you know. And I would know about this because you know I'm in I'm in Oregon, right? Yep, and the there's humongous fire. There's two of them. It's called Beachy Creek and um, uh, Riverside. Riverside yep. fire um, has you know basically disposed a bunch of people's houses already. Uh, Beachy Creek, there's already five people dead from it, you know, and uh, oh, wow. who knows how many people. Uh, who knows how many people's houses have been destroyed? I mean, this is all pretty, you know, it's pretty impo- important. I mean, it's it's actually sad to see this kind of stuff happen, and you know, and we we're not trying to downplay that. We're what we're trying to do is put on a light on the fact that you know the government loves to show us that we know everything. Right. Like, we're we're in control of everything. Don't worry. You know, just trust us. Let us. And especially with the news media just going, dot. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's that's all it does. You know, it's like it's like you have a parrot right behind the government and and the parrot is the news media. Right. Um, Which is one of the reasons we talk like this, you know, between us guys, because we're just normal people that wanted you know, that look into this stuff. And, and like, that's one of those things where I, I appreciate when I get to see new facts or new, uh, IT, you know, yeah. way to look at something like, for example, Victor showed us this, this article, which, you know, I mean, I never even saw this article before, you know, this is my first time ever seeing anything about it. And that all makes a lot of sense to me. I yeah. do remember people mentioning something about, about, uh, you know, beams being cut. I do remember them talking about the, the, just the molten, Metal. steel that was, just, yeah. that was just coming out yep. you know um i do remember most of the stuff that it was brought up at one point and then it was just kind of pushed aside yep. um so so you know it is it is very good to revisit this ever so often and just remind people that you know sometimes we're a little too trusting and sometimes we, we're a little too sheeply but exactly, yeah. and it's really true and and you know dimitri like you're saying in answer to what your what your wife's you know statement I think the greatest disservice we can do to these people that died yep. is believe a lie from the people that killed them. Yep, you took you know the words I mean? right out of my mouth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like that's that's often like sometimes I would I'm also sometimes hesitant to share a pretty gruesome picture on Facebook, for example, yeah. because it looks it looks you know pretty hor- it looks horrifying. I mean, it's something that you'll you know you'll have nightmares about you know yeah. or it, it can actually upset your entire day you know if it's like a picture of an aborted baby or something like that yep. but then but then i start i th- i stop myself and i think like this baby has lost its life has sacrificed its life and to sweep it to the side because you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings yep is is one of the worst things you can do for the, the baby that paid its life you know to you know, and this baby is technically that there's a picture of this baby. It's shedding its light to the world of what's happening while, you know, people are sleeping and enjoying their positive, you know, live your perfect life today. Yeah, you know, if we can yeah. just get people to be upset about the actual act of killing, for example, babies yeah. over yep. just sharing the picture. People are more upset about that picture rather than the fact of what happened. Why is there that picture, you know? Yeah, it's no, true. That's really true. The fact is people died, you know, and yeah, and we're, we're trying to, you know, understand and see, you know, if, if this, if there's a, if, if we have a evil government or evil within our government, then, you know, 
it's very important that you know us we the people know this well yeah it's like, it's like a cold case you know what i mean you have a cold case yeah. and you have somebody that's been put in prison right you have a cold yes. case and you have this thing and there's just a smoking gun it's very clear right like this this guy did it and all of a sudden you know you start looking at the evidence again and you go well, wait a second the person in that picture is not a white man it's a black man you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's racist or vice versa right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but you look well, at it and you go okay well there's there's evidence to the contrary what the heck we need to look back into this and everyone's like no 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 Rem remember this man killed her this yeah. man killed her and in every year they remind you remember this man killed her never you know? forget yeah. never, never forget. forget and so that's why it's like no okay I have seen enough. Uh, th this is not the only evidence, you know. Like, th there's a lot of anecdotal yeah. evidence. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence. But I wanted to bring a couple studies today, and I know some of it's boring, but at the same time, it's it's real information. It's very factual information. And Peter, yeah. like what you were mentioning earlier, um, more than three thousand architects and engineers have signed their petition for justice regarding 9/11 because yep. they all know. Uh, you know, 3,000 architects and engineers all looking at this going, no, that's not what happened. That's a significant yeah. amount of people. And I know that's an argument, you know, that's an, it's not necessarily an argument from authority. It is kind of an argument from authority. But at the same yeah. time, you know. No, but, but at the same yeah. time, these, these, these architects, they disappear. Yeah. We don't know anything about them. We yeah. do know about the 1,000 architects that a government approved. Exactly. Yeah, and well, the government promotes. Same thing with the whole, the whole corona hoax yeah. that's going on. We, we, there have been plenty of doctors who are trying to come out. It's like these numbers are not adding up. We're, we're seeing this going yeah. on in our hospitals. This, they're silenced, censored. They're gone. We don't hear anything about them anymore. But, you know, government continues, uh, you know, push their propaganda any way they like. That's exactly Well, and, and this is where I was talking about the second part, right, where we talk about the media a lot of times covering for people. Or, for example, if they're trying to push a new person into the White House who is half dead and still in his closet. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> Come on, man. The, the problem there is that the CDC itself, right, has actually revised the numbers to 6% of what they actually have reporting everywhere, right? And not only that, and this is something I, um, you know, I heard personally, like I listened to Louder with Crowder. I really like yeah. the guy. Um, he, he had talked about this. He's like, he's like, guys, you have to understand that a flu season is a season. There's a reason it's called a season. Right. Where they say we have the numbers for this season and then we have the numbers for the next season and then we yeah. have the numbers for the next season. But what yeah. they're doing is they're just mashing all of this together and just keep adding to the number. They never create a season like they would under normal circumstances. They're yeah. just they're just adding more and more numbers to it. So that way people get more and more scared. Yeah, um, so all it is, is it's a it's a control tactic. What it is, is it just shows, you know, hey, listen, if we give them enough scare. Right. Yeah. People will be yeah. like. Please do whatever you can yeah. to give You'll surrender your back rights to and freedoms. our normal life. Exactly. It, yeah. That's, yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah, I could, we, could, we could say, we could easily say, like, oh, yeah, you guys don't think the flu is is that, uh, you know, is that big of a deal? In the last five years, we've had yeah. close to half a million people die of the flu. You don't think the flu, you know, yeah, we could keep adding the numbers, compound them yep. each year, you know, but, you know, the... For example, the CDC, they came out that only, you know, seems like about 6% of people in the United States actually died from nothing but COVID, which yep. makes it just like, you know, between 9 and 10,000, 9, 10,000 people, you know. So, you know, we got 2021 coming up here. It should, it should reset 2021, New Year, you yep. know. Yeah, the, the, the thing to be careful about with those numbers specifically is I, I do believe it's, it's a uh... – I do believe that it's way less than what they're saying, but I really yeah. do believe that they're just trying to keep people off of off base and just introduce more confusion. Because what they released was specifically what is introduce more white. You just cut out. So again, uh, what they what they released um, the numbers specifically were comorbidities included on death certificates, right? So uh, what happens is, is a lot of these different people are um, conflating 
comorbidities and yep. pre-existing condition conditions. So we have to be really careful with that because, like for example, if a doctor is being lazy, he could just write, ah, died from corona, right? And obviously the question would be, okay, did, did he did he die in a car wreck? You know, because there's obviously some stupid things like that where people are just writing corona down for whatever. But sometimes these doctors are being very specific and they're saying, oh, well, he actually died of heart failure and pulmonary failure. And then they're not yeah. even listing necessarily yeah. coronavirus, okay? Uh-huh. So we have to be very careful about saying, oh, well, it's just 6%, you know, because I've heard that a lot. And uh, trust me, obviously, coronavirus is a giant, you know, psych op. There's something going on. But I really think they're trying to make people, you know, look stupid. That's what they're trying to do. And, and it's just it, like, like when they put that woman up there, the Emmanuel, what was her name, Dimitri? What's, what was that woman's name? The doctor Stella Emanuel, right? Wasn't that her name? Um, which which one? Who was is she? She's the one that headed the uh, the 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 group um, speaking out about hydroxychloroquine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah. okay. You know, they're they're getting Christians specifically. It seems like conservatives and by and large, and Christians to defend strange people. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. like again, I'm not gonna you know. Del, that's that's a rabbit trail right there. But suffice to say, if you've watched her YouTube channel, she has yep. got some weird stuff out there. You know, um, very weird, very out there doctrine. And and you know, they're getting are you talking the about alien. Are you, are you, are you demon? talking about the the, the, the heavier the yeah heavy black heavier lady black woman? Or? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and so that's the, what's really interesting is that they're getting people to back weird things you know like and i'll give you another example again this is just weird rabbit trails right because because coronavirus is probably the largest psych op the government's ever been involved in and there are a lot of really weird things that are going on i mean you know obviously Uh fauci sending money to the wuhan lab um that that's a big one um looks like they've been designing these uh these viruses viruses yeah they've been designing the covid viruses since before 2005 and not only that they've been almost all cardiovascular i mean peter and vic can attest i am like researching this stuff nonstop. oh yeah and it's interesting isn't it because uh, the year the year before they had a summit where they would they played out a war game basically where they wanted to see what would happen if they released a virus into the world and how many people would die. It's interesting how they had this and then what, not even six months later, all of a sudden a virus gets released and all of a sudden so many people. Yeah. And it was, it was a bunch of world officials. There was some CEOs. uh, I think uh, one of the chase uh, CEOs was there. I mean, it was oh. it was a summit yeah. with a lot of people in there. Um, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of different uh, articles on this and how much they talk about how all of this was was basically planned. I mean, it's you know, I mean, the the Dr. Fauci with with the money into the Wuhan labs is one thing, but you know, Bill Gates is another another rabbit trail that we can get off on for like years. Oh yeah. And he, and that's the thing is Bill Gates sponsored that, that summit, right? He sponsored, yep. and you know, what's interesting is they call it event 201. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, now, 201. and then they changed it to event 2023. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so it's really interesting how that happened, but get this, this is another video you guys should check out. Ben Swan is one of the most legit, um, reporters out there that I know of. Uh, in May of 2019, Moderna, which is a vaccine company, yep. f- filed an emergency patent amendment, okay, because they're trying to get a patent through for the RNA delivery system of this new RNA this RNA vaccine, right, to alter your DNA, okay? That's what's so crazy. So they filed a patent, an emergency patent amendment so they could try to get this patent. And that amendment stated that a beta coronavirus was to be released, uh, or was, I'm um, sorry, was accidentally or deliberately released into the environment. So uh, basically, it, th- they knew about this, and they literally filed a patent amendment. This is public record. Like, you can go look this up. They filed a patent amendment so they could be fast-tracked to actually produce this um, RNA vaccine, which they're going to make billions upon. 
you know, based on a government contract. And trust me, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I don't know what is going on with the numbers. Like, like as far as who died. Well, you, you're, you're because I, I know you used to. I don't know if you are you still of the same opinion that you're you're you think that the government's actually suppressing the numbers versus the real numbers. Because I know that's what you 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 used to. Think yeah, that. Are you still, I, I don't. Are know. you still in? Are you still in that camp of thinking that the numbers are actually higher, but they're being suppressed? Because I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm on the more on the side that they're trying they're to inflating. inflating yeah, the I think they want us. I think that they're. I think that they're inflating the death count currently. Okay, but yeah. I think that they're vastly um, suppressing the actual number of people that are infected with this virus. So I think that the actual death count is very low. But what's very interesting is nine months before this – before um, people started dropping over dead in China, okay? And this is what's really interesting. You know, around January 16th is when I started following this thing. If you look at what happened in China, either hundreds of thousands of people died or millions of people died. There is no, there's no two ways about it. And that's not coming from the news. That's watching videos that people are putting out themselves out of China. They're just, you know, these people were sending stuff out of there saying it is a hell. Okay, there, there was people working in the morgue. There's a company called NTD, which is a, yep. it's a news company. Um, Dimitri, I'm sure you're familiar with that. And uh, they're an anti-communist government news industry. It's a Chinese news company that basically is, operates out of the United States to get information on what's going on in China. And they uh, actually called up the morgues in China pretending to be CCP officials, okay? And the morgues basically were admitting, you know, just this is just one morgue, right? One morgue that's outside the city of Wuhan, I believe. I believe this one was outside the city of Wuhan. Wuhan. It was one of the smaller morgues. They were burning 137 bodies a day. Okay, that doesn't sound like that much, right? Well, yep. That's uh, there's 11 morgues in the city of Wuhan, okay, and those are all much bigger morgues. They were running 24/7. Yep. They were burning yep. bodies 24/7. They were burning so many bodies that one of the morgues uh, kilns burnt down. Okay. Oh wow. They literally it, it burnt to the ground. It's it's done. Okay, and so. Either hundreds of thousands of people died or millions of people died. No one. Well, really knows. Uh, for example, but yeah, yeah. but that, one of the things that we got you you, you yeah. can look you can uh, consider is the tactic that they offer. I know I know one of the big issues, uh, big things in yeah. in the China is uh, organ harvesting. Yeah, that's a very very big thing. Yes. So you know, the same, you know they could also do this. Hey, look over here while we do this. You know this was yeah. this is one of the big tactics big things that uh you know the soviet union used you know oh, yeah. they will they will tell people one reason why they're doing something but they're doing it for a completely different reason then people amongst each other are debating you know you know uh the topic that the government gave them to chew on while the government's doing completely something else you know and and, and one of the things that will confirm you know the cases you know the deaths and all this is the spread all over the world? What are the what What are the numbers in all the other countries? Because then it's you know if China was able to hide something, you know, and then it spread all over the world. We're kind of able to confirm, but with the, with the numbers in all over the world, you know what it's like. Because for example, if they wanted to, uh, you know, they let's say let's say they did want to kill off, mm -hmm. let's say you know. Uh, several million people let's say mm -hmm. and then then they said like hey there's this coronavirus everybody's dying and then they say they only ate you know ninety thousand died but they killed a million or something like that then they, they could technically suppress the number of how many died you know and they were burning them trying to get rid of the uh get rid of the evidence yeah. while giving while giving a false number like it's actually 80 90 thousand while people are like, well, why is all these morgues burning? Because they're technically burning bodies that they've killed, but it wasn't for coronavirus reasons. I mean, that's another option that could be, you know, why there could be a lot more bodies compared to the numbers, 
you know. I mean, it's just... po it's possible, but again, it's not like they were putting out the videos. Do you see what I'm saying? These were videos coming from the individuals in China, sending them to these it, these independent news organizations outside of the country. You know, they were sneaking them out basically via their different social media platforms and just getting information out. So what's what's interesting is okay. Nine months before the before people started dropping dead over in China, right? Nine months before that, you have a vaccine company file for an emergency patent amendment because of a beta coronavirus that is is either released uh, accidentally or deliberately. Okay, so that's nine months prior before people start falling over. What I, I my hypothesis at this point is this is a designed virus, either right. Either it has a half-life where it essentially reverts back to the original form of a standard coronavirus. Okay, because, again, if you're designing a weapon, you have to have yep. a, a half-life, right, right? So, like, if a nuke goes off, for example, if you have a nuke go off, you know, there's yep. going to be radiation in a certain area for a certain amount of time. It's going to be poisoned for yep. a certain amount of time. And they know normally how long that's going to be. Well, you know, if they release a biological weapon... Okay, whether accidentally or deliberately, that weapon most likely has some sort of designed feature that's going to prevent it from killing the people that released it, right? So, what well, I think there's either one of two things happening here. Either the virus had such a mechanism built in, and essentially it's reverted back to a an original coronavirus, like a basically a cold that you know inhabited bats. Or the other option is it takes nine months to kill people because, again, if, if you research the mechanism by which these independent scientists are saying this virus is acting, the method that they're saying it's acting is basically causing your body to produce more ACE2 receptors. It enters the cell via ACE2 receptor, it multiplies in the cell, and then it ruptures the cell. And then it basically causes your what's called your bradykinin system to produce more ACE2 receptors. Okay, so it's telling your body, hey, there's inflammation, produce more ACE2 receptors, because that's what an ACE2 receptor does. It deals with inflammation within your body. And so what's interesting is I think people in general are very resistant to this because, especially white people and people that are of um, um, Eurasian or European or you know Eurasian descent is because their ACE2 receptor counts are lower according to uh, studies by oh what's the what's the company there's a I'll have to look it up there are several paper papers out there ranking um, ethnicities based on different genetic expression traits and one of the genetic expression traits that they rate people on are their ACE2 receptor expression and I believe Caucasians um, in general are down around 52%, you know, in the 50, 52nd percentile, whereas Asians are in the 90th percentile and blacks are in like the 60th or 70th percentile and, you know, Mexicans are up there as well. So, so what's really interesting is, okay, let's say we're all normally very resistant to this disease because our ACE2 receptor count is low. All right, that gives our body time enough to, to build up immunity via the uh, I think it's called the T lymphocyte um, expression. Basically, it gives time for your body to build up resistance to this disease and have long-term immunity. So that's one way you could design a disease. It could kill the people that have you know have the most ACE2 receptors up front, and then the population that released it, essentially. Or, or, or paid for its production is you know genetically immune to this thing so I don't know that that's that's as far as I can tell that's my best idea that I can come up with at this point just because there are so yes, many my, yeah. my thing is is that I I have a problem with the with the premise that they would be suppressing the numbers in one aspect they will not they would benefit a lot more with the numbers being higher. Oh, yeah. And here's why. So Trump, for example, right, one of the reasons, uh, you know, they're pushing for this as hard as they are is because they want to elect 
again, Joe Biden, the guy who's still in the closet um, and who's only reading off of a teleprompter, who hasn't said a coherent thing in his five and a half thousand years of life. So, yeah. so, good job. Good job. Yeah, exactly. The, the point <laughs> is that he, he doesn't um, – he can't be coherent without that teleprompter, right? But here's – so the only way his presidency works, literally the only way, is if COVID happens, because then he could sit in his closet and read off of a teleprompter, and that's about it, right? Like, did you guys see that uh, recent interview where he pulls out a, a picture, right? And you yeah, can yeah. off of the reflection of that picture, yeah. the teleprompter. Yeah. And this is supposed to be an interview with no teleprompter. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that the government, especially the bureaucracy, which is the people we don't vote in, that's that's my biggest problem. It's like, so for example, when Obama came into office, right? Although I didn't like the guy, I there was a lot of stuff I really, really didn't like about the guy. The fact is, is majority of the United States did vote him in, so I respected him as the president. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And same with Trump. I although I I like Trump, right? I respect him as a president. The bureaucracy that's sitting behind everyone that no one ever knows that doesn't change with with generations. They're they, they like they're so stale in there that they they think they can control everyone without ever being voted in. Right. That is my biggest problem is the bureaucracy that's sitting behind everyone. You know, that's yeah. that's making a lot of these protocols and a lot of these regulations that no one like. Have you ever thought like where, where the hell did this law come from? I don't remember voting for this. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the, hell, where the hell did this come from? I don't remember. I don't even remember this being on the ballot or the governor talking about this or anything. It just it just showed up. Shows up. That's regulations, and that's where the bureaucracy comes to play. And you have no idea how many laws come out because of that. So anyway, what I'm saying is, as I digress, um, what I'm saying is, is that they would have a lot more positive yeah. um, if they didn't downplay COVID. That's one of my, that's one of my main reasons. I don't think they're downplaying the numbers. Um, yeah. If anything, they want the numbers to be in the millions because then they think that they would win. Like they would literally waltz into the presidency. You oh, know? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I do believe that they, they want those numbers to be high, but I also think that they want to maintain control. You know, like yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. But I, what I think is it like, for example, let's say they made, they let's say they made, you know, respiratory Ebola. And people are dropping over just like flies, right? Millions are dying. You're not going to have the people just uh, happily going along and, and, and saying, "Oh, we'll just we'll just wear the masks." What you're going to have is a lot of angry people going, "Why is everyone I know dying?" You know what I mean? And yeah. they're going to demand answers. A better yeah. thing for the government to have is a boogeyman that isn't really that dangerous, right? Or or or, or is at least it, it, it's it's a phantom right they want to inflate the numbers but at the same time what's very interesting is i think that it was an attack on china personally i think that they it was basically an attack that china did to itself there's plausible deniability the united states you know funds the research china does the research and china doesn't even realize that they're making a virus that attacks their own people and or could be a deadly virus to you know a large percentage of the world given enough time but you know i don't know i don't the problem is there's just too many unknowns at this point you know what i mean we know that they're yeah. using so, it for many you're, things you're, you know so you're, you're you're still believing basically that there's an incubation period where you know china went through this a lot longer and then they had people i'm just saying it's a possible that's that's a possibility we, you know we we and we are still in the incubation period where uh during the flu season, people are gonna start dying a lot more. Like, oh, that's that, that's what that's what I'm wondering. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering is gonna happen because again, you, nine months prior to people falling over dead in China, you have different corporations making these moves in the United States, like they know something. Yeah, but but, but 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 there's been like travel from to China like crazy before it's been closed down. So I mean, it's it should you know if if there was a bunch of people that had you know that were sick. You know, in China, you know, shortly afterwards, it'd be all over the world. You know, if they were not, you know, making a big deal because you're, they start making right. a big you're, deal. But again, the, de the so day you know, so yeah. so it's it's sort of like, um, you know, if it started early 2019 in China, it would it would be, you know, 
at least, you know, at the latest, mid-2019 in the United States because the travel is like crazy. But the the thing that I think is different about uh, Caucasians is, again, I don't think we're nearly as susceptible as the Chinese people because our our ACE2 receptor expression is so low compared to Asians, right? So it takes a lot longer for a, for a virus, if it can, all right? So that's the question is, if this virus can actually overwhelm our immune systems, right? I think it's a- easily able to overwhelm most Asians' immune systems because it has so many entry points to cells. It has all these ACE2 receptors and it can enter the cells. And, and yeah. I think that you should yeah. share that article or maybe like in the next uh, – show we should talk yeah. about that guys we have been going strong for quite a while yeah. it's always fun we will need to do this again shortly as always guys thank you so much for tuning in hopefully you know you you watch us to the end and you enjoyed what we were talking about i hope we you know keep doing this and you know we're we're all gonna enjoy ourselves we're all learned together yep <laughs> good good time <laughs>